Welcome to Inside the Markets with John McLeod. Each program, we will bring you insights from top leaders in business, real estate, politics, and more, with the hope that experiences will provide you with the knowledge and understanding to help make your path to success a smooth one. All right, everyone. Today we are here with John Dietz. John is a team leader in Keller Williams Coral Spring, and I've known John for probably three years now, and he's a fantastic influence on agents, not only in his market center, but across our region and beyond. And I wanted to sit down with him today and ask him a few questions, learn a little bit more about him and give you guys an opportunity to learn a little bit about his leadership style. So, John, tell me, how did you choose real estate for a career? That's a great question. So I don't know if I chose it or if my wife chose it for me. (laughs) So back in 2002, I was working as a sales trainer for a company out of Dayton, Ohio and doing really well, but I wasn't having fun and she knew it. And she mentioned to me one time that I should get my real estate license. And my first response was, heck no, I don't want to do that. And, uh, you know, I tell everybody today that being married 30 years now, uh, I've learned, thank you. I've learned that, uh, to give in sooner because I'm going to give in later anyways. Uh, and I finally gave in and said, okay, I'm going to get my license. And even then I started out selling real estate part-time and, uh, had just sold one house in my first six months. So, you know, I was crushing it. (laughs) Sarcastic. Uh, (laughs) Well, that was the beginning of my real estate career. That's awesome. You mentioned an interesting word in this too, is fun. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh yeah. You know, it's a game. I'm a jock. And I tell people all the time, once a jock, always a jock. Uh, Played high school and college football. I was a football coach and uh, I gamify work, uh, turn it into a, a game and then play to win and have a lot of fun. You know, when we were kids, we went outside and we played. We didn't go outside to work. And at some point in our life, we forget how to play. Um, except for me, I'm still playing. <laughs> you know, that that's awesome. I love that attitude. And I don't know if you know Jack Cotton. I had an opportunity to interview him. And uh, he's got a very similar take to the point where he built a treehouse in his front yard. Uh, because he just loved remembering what it was like to be a kid and playing. So thank you for sharing that. that that's awesome. So John, what's one of the best investments that you've ever made, whether it's time, money, wh- whatever, what, what would you attribute you to your best investment? Well, I'm a student. So education, uh, in 20 years of being a real estate agent and almost all of that with Keller Williams Realty, Uh, I have received the equivalent of an MBA through all of the classes that I have attended. Uh, If there is a training event and someone says, hey, there's this event, it's going on in October and here's where it's at, um, you should go. My answer is always 100% yes, I'm going. In 20 years of being a real estate agent, I've never missed one annual convention that Keller Williams has, whether it's family reunion or mega camp, I'm there every year. Uh, And uh, reading, big part of investing money and time. I read an average of one to two books at least every month. Okay. So anything that has to do with learning, just an education junkie. 
Now we're going to we're going to cover books here in a second. I have a specific question on that, but before we get there, what's one quirk or odd thing about you that others may not know? Mm. <clears throat> yeah, so I walk every day. Uh, as I've gotten older, exercise has evolved over time. <laughs> and uh, I mentioned playing football earlier. So, I, you know, I used to live in the gym and run and lift weights. And today I go for a walk. And, and yeah. matter of fact, I walk anywhere from four and a half miles to six miles every day, Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I walk between eight and 10 miles a day. Wow. And uh, actually a year ago, here's something unusual about me that people wouldn't know. I walked from Boca to Key West and back. You know, I followed that and I was, I've always wanted to ask you this question. So (laughs) did you walk a part of the way and then have your wife come pick you up? Yeah. Good question. And then started from each leftover spot? Yeah. So I got that a lot when people ask me, how are you doing this walk, John? So. Every Saturday or Sunday, it was one day or the other, took me 48 weeks. Every Saturday or Sunday, I would start off where I left off the previous week. Okay. And I would walk five miles in one direction and five miles back uh, until I got to Key Largo. And then because it was just too long of a drive for a 10-mile walk, my wife would go with me and uh, I would walk 10 miles in one direction and then she would pick me up uh, and uh, ended up being about 480 miles over 48 weeks. That's awesome. So on that subject, because uh, I knew you before you started the, the serious walking habit, what has that done for your health? And your uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And actually, John, a couple of years ago, I ended up in the hospital um, Uh, because I wasn't working out and I wasn't taking care of myself. You know, it was all work and stress. And, and the doctor said, if you don't uh, change the way you're living, you're going to (laughs) die. So um, I said, okay, that's simple. I'm going to change the way I'm living. And Mm -hmm. I needed to exercise and I needed to change the way I was, um, way I was eating and uh, lost 30 pounds, blood pressure's down, uh, cholesterol's down. Um, I'm healthy. I feel better than I felt in a long time. What's interesting, though, a side effect that I wasn't expecting was mental health. Because when I'm walking, I don't listen to music. I don't have earplugs in my ears. Um, it's just me and nature and God. And I'm meditating I'm, I call them gratitude walks. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, talking about all the things that I'm grateful for and uh, spend a lot of time in meditation. It, that's amazing. And I can attest from having a similar experience a few years back that that time to clear your head is it, it's probably the most productive, most valuable time uh, that you can have to prepare yourself for anything going forward. Yeah. So I don't want to jump the gun and say, I already know the answer because I probably don't, but what habit do you have that most positively affects your life and your mindset? Oh, my daily routine, uh, in a heartbeat. Uh, and what is that? To... What's that look like? So, uh, wake up early. Zig Ziglar refers to it as victory of the pillow. Uh, 
So uh, when, when you wake up early in the morning, you want to roll back over and go to sleep. And if you do, the pillow won. If you get up, then you won. So <laughs> okay, I'm up every morning by 5 a.m. I haven't <laughs> used an alarm clock in more than 10 years. I just wake up. I'm ready to go. <clears throat> and uh, I focus on building energy, starting spiritual energy, uh, reading the Bible, praying and meditating. And then I'm reading books. Uh, to build uh, emotional energy, to build um, mental energy, to grow, to get smarter, to, to, to master my craft. And then I'm going to exercise every day, which okay. today that's four and a half to six mile walk. It takes me about an hour and a half to do that. And then I am uh, in the shower and to the office and uh, building business energy which means I'm on the phone making calls and okay. that's my, that's my morning routine. Wonderful. To have it. It's been my, it's, I've lived that for many years. Excellent. And one of the thing, one of the common threads with everyone that I've had the pleasure of interviewing so far is exactly that is mm -hmm. the habits you, you build your success upon the foundation of great habits. And yeah. that's fantastic. So yeah. what bad advice do you hear in, in your profession the most? Hmm. <clears throat> you know, I think that there's this myth that there's a difference between being independent and interdependent. And to be independent is okay, but to be interdependent is better. And as real estate agents, a lot of real estate agents think that um, they've got this relationship with the broker that it's kind of uh, agent versus broker who's going to get the better deal, that one of them has to win in order for the other one, the one of them has to lose in order for the other one to win. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is just really bad advice. I think that uh, we can both win. Win-win uh, or no deal. Yep. And I believe that an interdependent relationship in business mm -hmm. always beats an independent relationship. Now, John, I noticed that you guys have kind of taken a step in a slightly different direction as an office out there in Coral Springs to kind of address that, um, and it has to do with your your new compensation model. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the industry is shifting, and Gary Keller started talking about this about maybe two years ago. And what we've seen over the last couple of years is the real estate industry is going through uh, a lot of change, um, and change is okay. Uh, and uh, in order to survive so that we can thrive, we have to change. Um, there's going to be fewer real estate companies in the future. Uh, there's not going to be fewer homes being sold, but there will be fewer real estate companies. It's just a prediction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think there's also going to be agree fewer with real estate. I agree yeah. with you 100% on that. So Okay. I also think there's going to be fewer real estate agents, John. But I think that those agents, oh, by the way, they're going to be working for less money too. Mm -hmm. less money per deal. But here's the catch. The agents are actually going to end up making more money because the fewer agents that are still in business are going to be doing more deals and they're going to be able to do more deals because of technology. Technology is going to make them more efficient 
and more effective in order to provide a better experience for the customers. And as a real estate company, in order to compete in this market, we have to get more competitive in our economic model. In the model at Keller Williams Realty that we've been in for the last 20 years since I've been a part of Keller Williams and since the company started in 1983, uh, it's been the same model since 1987. There's basically been no changes to the model until recently. And we went through a big change in rewriting our economic model. And uh, what we did is we changed the splits, we lowered the caps, and we've given our agents an opportunity to earn more money per deal. And we've also given them an opportunity to get to that cap in order to earn 100% commission faster. So by lowering our caps and by increasing commission splits, we're, we're bringing in less money to the company. However, in order to be profitable, that the goal is we're more attractive. Uh, we're attracting more agents. More real estate professionals want to be in business with us. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of gambling. Um, you're pushing all your chips in there and saying, yep. this better work. <laughs> and thank God it's working. My goodness, we have grown by so much over the last six months. And we're just now starting to create momentum. And it's exciting to be a part of it. Excellent. I love that. And, and John, last question I have for you is what book or books do you most often recommend and why? Yeah, you know, anything by Zig Ziglar. Uh, very first book I read after graduating college in 1987 and promising that I would never read another book was in 96 when I picked up a copy of The Top by Zig Ziglar and it mm -hmm. changed my life. And from that day, I have been addicted to learning, addicted to reading. And uh, I've reached out to Mr. Ziegler when he was still alive. And I let him know he changed my life. And he did. So anything by Zig Ziegler. Awesome. Uh, anything by John Maxwell. I'm a big yep. Maxwell fan. But my favorite Maxwell book is Intentional Living. It's an okay. amazing book. You should absolutely read that. Andy Andrews uh, wrote Andy Traveler's Andrews. Gift. Yep. Changed yep. my life. I read that book for the first time in 2002. And I've read it every year. So for almost 20 years, I've read it at least one time every year. And every time I find myself in adversity, which unfortunately is a lot. <laughs> so in the last 20 years, I've read The Traveler's Gift 40 times. Wow. And awesome. as a trainer and coach, I teach from that book a lot. Uh, the Noticer, also by Andy Andrews, incredible book. Uh, Bruce Wilkinson wrote a book called The Dream Giver, incredible book as well. Um, and I'll, I could give you more, but you just well, asked. I'm going to give you a couple a, that I just okay. went through that same, same sort of concept, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. If you mm -hmm. haven't read that one, put that on the list. Fantastic. And one that I'm reading right now is called The Talent Code by Daniel Coyle. You being an athlete would really appreciate that one. That is a fantastic one. So, and Coyle is awesome. He wrote the culture code as well. Yep. And that's then, actually, that's following right after the talent code. Culture code is next. Oh, you'll love it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, John, as always, I very much appreciate your time today. Uh, yeah. Is it all right if I put your email on the bottom of the screen? People can reach out if they have any questions. 
Yeah, please do. Wonderful. John, thanks again. Great seeing you. That's my pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Inside the Markets with John McLeod. I hope you found this topic interesting. Each show, we will bring you intriguing and relevant commentary from the top experts here in our market. If you have suggestions for future topics or would like to be a guest on the show, please email me at johnmcleod at kw.com. That's J-O-N-M-C-L-E-O-D at kw.com.